What are you laughing about? What's the <laughs> just the cookie I was eating. <laughs> <laughs> what? You guys, what? This is a weird start to an episode. What's so funny screwed, about a cookie? Screwed up our screwed up our count in. Yeah, <laughs> no, just it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, Carl's prioritizing <laughs> cookies over the podcast, as he cookies should. Are good. As he should. What kind of cookie? Cookie Monster is the best Muppet for a reason. What kind of cookie? It was a, a celebration cookie, which is what. I don't know, but it's that's the that's the name of it. It's a celebration. Yeah, but what's in it? Like what's? Well, it's kind of like a, a um a biscuity kind of base with like a chocolate top. Oh, okay, milk chocolate. You so, they got a whole bunch of different kinds. So not your favorite cookie because I know well, maybe butter cookie with milk chocolate. And that's your favorite? No, that's no, what a celebration is. Oh, okay, because I was I gonna had. say I'm not like I was gonna say I know what your your favorite is, but maybe. What maybe do you think my favorite is maybe it's not your favorite, but I know what kind of cookie causes oh, you to sh- to lose my mind a bit, discard all dignity and <laughs> throw shame to the wind. Uh, yes, yes, and just embrace. <laughs> and it's those like twelve packs of sugar cookies. Oh my goodness! You have the frosting on top because you'll things. you'll sit and just. Eat a <sighs> the pack. And Those are like, ridiculous. Ugh. They're like soft. The right listen. Sweet the and the like, regular it's a sugar ones, cookie, right? It's, yeah, the regular ones um, <clears throat> that come out. You know, like Valentine's Day, Easter, St. Patrick's Day. You yeah. know, whatever <clears throat> they change the color and stuff. Um, I find them like they're a little too. Ri- like I can enjoy one, but even then, I'm kind of like they're, they're this, very rich. Yeah. This was an ordeal. Um, however, there are two versions of sugar cookies now of those two variations on that that I've had in the last, I'm going to say four years that are, I could sit and eat this box. I, I could sit and eat all 12 right now and not, not wince. And one is, it, it, oh, I've seen it in Walmart only a couple of times, but every so often they have an Oreo one. Oh, really? Oh, because something about when the sh- cookie itself is chocolate based, it it makes it less kind of makes more it, decadent um, and less like less. It's not less rich and more yeah. Um, savory is not the right word, but yeah, kind of and then, changes the flavor and sweetness a bit. Yeah, and then the other one, and the sh- anyone who knows me <clears throat> and knows my taste and like desserts, this should surprise no one at all. Um, but about a year ago, we found and bought red velvet ones see i don't understand velvet red velvet it it doesn't have a flavor it sure does you just don't know what the flavor is so red velvet it it it's more like a it almost tastes like vanilla to me it is so red velvet is chocolate with vanilla added in and yeah so it's it's chocolate and then it has vanilla in it, like actual, if it's proper red velvet, it's like actual proper vanilla bean, whatever. And then there was something about, 
like nowadays red velvet's made with food coloring and stuff to make it red um but back originally like the origins of red velvet is that something hmm. the acid and the vinegar or whatever would change the color of the cocoa bean and make it a sort of burnt red kind. anyways there's a whole whatever <laughs> hello and welcome to the movie men podcast we are the cake team i mean the b team the cake no the cake team works my name is brady <laughs> I am Carl. And uh, we're back with another news episode. We have an episode packed full of topics today. We've got to talk about some rumors. We're going to debunk some rumors. We're going to talk about some interesting developments with some Marvel properties. Um, but before we jump into all that, our yes, let's, resident... Let's talk about the real world. Our resident human and technology and world advancements expert <laughs> expert aficionado our, our resident int- int- interested individual you're our resident expert you're our <laughs> the resident <laughs> okay i got three topics again for you all right and and um these ones aren't as kind of like extraordinary as some of the past ones but as i thought they're kind meat. of still fun pardon as they're not as extraordinary as man-made meat yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm this close to changing the name of the podcast. <laughs> Man made meat. Hello and welcome to Man Made Meat. <laughs> or just okay. Mm. <laughs> There's a YouTuber short. I like watching, and he's like uh, a professional food eater. Oh, thanks, like, man. He goes around to uh, restaurants that have like the food, all you they eat this and get it free challenges. Is this the British guy with the big black beard? Yeah. And his, his <laughs> podcast, his like, his, his like tag pseudonym podcast name, uh, channel name is Beard Meets Food. Yeah. And the meats is spelt like it's, meats. It's, so I know of, I would say I could name right now like a little more than half a dozen people who would fit this description of like the the youtube professional eater they crush challenges and stuff like that yeah. uh but it was such a safe bet for me <laughs> that you that, that the one you were talking about i was like oh he's talking about the guy with the massive beard yeah <laughs> like i just knew right away right. that'll he's, be his favorite i just like his his little his, what he calls his channel i think yeah. it's fun kind of the same thing anyway <clears throat> our three things um the three things that you have to choose from, and I'll do mm-hmm. them, I'll kind of be vague about them for fun again. Uh, thinking hard. Mm. Thinking hard. Um, uh, fishing good. Fishing good. And coin toss, not random. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So when you said vague, <laughs> you weren't screwing around. Um <laughs> I'm going to rule out thinking hard because I I don't even know what that means. Uh, I've got no frame of reference for what that could be. Um, fishing good. I like fishing. Uh, coin toss not random. I want to go with coin toss. I think I'm going to go with coin toss not random. Okay. All right. So a quick breakdown of the other two real quick for those that want to dig into it on their own. <clears throat> uh, there's a... Uh, place that was doing some studies that showed that when you when you have a hard day where you're just kind of sitting down thinking doing a lot of hard cognitive work it actually does have a physical toll on your body 
I knew it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a fun, fun little saying, a side fact under this. I actually heard recently, I can't remember where I heard it, but that chess grandmasters, after playing three or four games in a tournament, they burn like, what was it? Four to 6,000 calories. What? I was like, what? And I, I looked it up and I read some, some articles uh, on it and it's like, they, it kind of falls in line with this. Like they burn a crap ton of cal. They've done tests and they burn a crap ton of calories when they do tournaments. Jeez. Just because they're thinking so hard. All that mental gymnastics. Jeez. Uh, the fishing good. Um, uh, a UK study found that uh, they, they did a study with uh, 1,700 men. And they found that men who spend time outdoors, or in this case specifically fishing, were 17% less likely to be diagnosed with a mental health condition. So fishing good. And then the coin toss. All right. Are you ready for this? This one is probably the least interesting. (laughs) Well, to you, maybe (laughs) maybe it'll be the most interesting to me. So there, I have a fun uh, side thing for this, though. Um, so researchers in the University of Amsterdam made a surprising discovery that challenges the long-held assumption that the randomness of a coin toss is not so random. After flipping the coin over 350,000 times, the largest study of its kind. <laughs> well, I would hope so. Uh, I just think it's that's that little tagline is funny. Flipping a coin 3,500 times. The largest study of its kind. Nobody else has flipped a coin this many times. Uh, they found yeah, that there everyone is else a has slight. Lives. <laughs> yeah. They found that the coins do have a slight tendency to land on the same side that they started on. Do you want to hazard a guess as to the percentage and the difference? Um, well, first, like, are they are they are they tossing it the exact same way every time, or are they switching it up? My guess is that they're doing it the same way every time. Because then that seems like a variable to me. It's like if you throw it this way, if right? Like it then it becomes way, more like yeah. a trick and a skill yeah. than <clears throat> this article doesn't really dive into the particulars of the. It's a very short article. Like, there's okay. only three or four paragraphs. This is not like a peer-reviewed study that you're reading. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's something that needs peer review. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to wager that 65% of the time, wow. it will land the same. A whole, f- a whole like, what's that? That's my math. Uh, that's 10%? No, 5 per- what? Wow, I suck at what this. It's 15%. A 15% difference. Yes. Yeah, 15% of the time. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. All right. So the data that they came up with showed that this, uh, the difference is a bias of 51%. One <laughs> percent <laughs> <laughs> difference that it will always flip the side that it's it started up on. <laughs> You know, there's not many things I know in life, but the one thing I do know right now is that whoever funded that study is really pissed off and <laughs> sorry that he spent that money. 
Oh, they do go into the, okay, sorry. I missed this part of it. Uh, the coin, they flipped 49 different currencies. Uh, oh. They flipped by hand and caught in the palm. 48 okay. different people participated. And then did the flip? Uh, they flipped by the hand. So no. do you know I what I mean? What though you means. take it and then you slap it upside down on the back of a hand and then you look at it. I don't know. <laughs> Man, yeah, but there are, there is a lot of variables here, right? Um, that that uh, this article doesn't really dive into. Like, that's the most it says about how how the it was conducted. So either way, if I'm looking to win a coin toss, my <clears throat> odds are just barely better <laughs> if I start it in the orientation that I want it to land in. Well, so here's the thing. Um, you can actually flip a coin to make it land the way you want. Oh, did you know this? I did not. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's, it, it essentially, if you, you, you kind of, you, you place it on your thumb somehow, and then I'm not exactly sure how you do it, but like you flip it and the coin will appear like it's flipping in the air. Right. But in reality, it's, it's just, just kind up. of wobbling. Like if it, like it, when you when you spin a coin on the table and it starts to stop, it kind of does that wobbly motion sure. before it lies flat. It kind of does that in the air, so it it appears to be flipping in the air. Well, I mean that makes sense to me because that's like the basis of it. Doesn't I'm sure there's coin so, tricks. And so stuff you can flip are... the coin to like increase the odds. Uh, I mean, it's there's still a chance it might flip on you, but you increase sure. the odds that it will land the way you want it to. Um, uh, like by a significant margin. Hmm. Well, um, all right. Yeah, I heard about that on a. Uh, I follow this. I like watching videos from this uh, British YouTuber. They have a show called Fact Fiend. And oh yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was breaking down how uh, a Yu-Gi-Oh player had a had a card or a couple cards in his deck that was required a flip. Right. Coin flip, right? To to determine damage or whatever, and he was in a like a big tournament, like a national tournament or something, and he was utilizing this flip to right. make his deck overpowered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sneaky people. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Coin flips not being so random. <laughs> now let's jump into our stories for today. So the first one we're talking about a rumor, and. Usually, if if I see a story and it's just a baseless rumor, we don't talk about it. However, occasionally, we'll talk about it on one of two conditions. One is if it's just like really goofy and kind of fun sounding and it's kind of like a, we, we take sort of like a, could you imagine... Like, ooh, what would this be like? Or like, is this something we would even want kind of approach? But we're always very clear, take this with a grain of salt, it's just a rumor, blah, blah, blah. The other time, and this has happened a couple of times now uh, in the last, can you believe it's been a year since we've been doing the new show? Happy year, by the way. Happy one year. Has it been a year? It has been. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? That's um, crazy. <clears throat> sometimes... I will see a rumor that is a baseless rumor, is easily disproven, 
And but it's gained a lot of traction online. And I feel the need to debunk it, to to clear it up, to explain a couple of things to the good people of the internet on why what they're reading and what they're spreading and what they're running with is utter bullshit. Right. And so that's how we start our show today. Haley Bailey, Hallie Bailey, not Haley, Hallie Bailey, who, of course, was Ariel in the new um, iteration of The Little Mermaid. Did you see it? Did you see the live action Little Mermaid? I did. Yeah? What'd you think? Um, That was all right. Yeah? I didn't think it was anything amazing, but... I thought it was I mean, good. I thought it was actually better than the animated one, but that's, you know, it was just a personal opinion. Don't get, don't get pissy. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, pissy. Um, So a rumor, not even a report, a rumor has been going around, which has kind of almost turned into a report now, but it's worth noting has not been reported by any of the major trades. No one with any sort of actual film journalism clout is talking about this because it's ridiculous. The rumor is that... Disney had been planning on putting forth, submitting one of Halle Bailey's songs from The Little Mermaid for Oscar consideration for the upcoming Oscars. And that now they are not doing this because of... Pregnancy, because Halle Berry has. How could they gotten, do that? That's because not Halle right. ba- Bailey has gotten <laughs> pregnant, and so and it doesn't fit with Disney's brand, and it's not like it's just not pregnant people g- or Halle Bailey, <laughs> pregnant people, and it's just not a good look, and and so we're gonna have to we're we're just not going to submit it for consideration anymore because she's not gonna be able to get up and and perform the song at at the Oscars and and it's just a bad look. Okay. Let's let's make a couple of things perfectly clear here. First of all, it's worth noting there is no actual confirmation anywhere on the internet. No official report confirmation that Halle Bailey's even pregnant. <laughs> yeah. So rumor number I- 1. <laughs> I googled this headline that you put in the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the top uh, article that um, Google gives me is from something some place called She's Single Magazine. <laughs> the second is uh. Media Takeout, <laughs> and the third is Ace Showbiz. I've never heard of those. Right. So <laughs> Halle Bailey, we don't even know that she's pregnant. We don't even know. There's, there's been no official. She doesn't look pregnant. It's not like she's, you know, it's not like she's five months along and yeah, and in you know, in um, inarguably pregnant. No, she did. That's a baseless rumor right now. Number two, let's say she was pregnant. There's no rule. There is no rule at the Oscars that if your song 
is up for that if your song is nominated that you have to get up and perform it there's no rule like that so that wouldn't be an issue and even if it were a rule and Halle Bailey was pregnant she wouldn't be that pregnant by the time the Oscars rolled around and may I remind you let's go back a little bit in time now to the Super Bowl halftime show where an extremely pregnant Rihanna <laughs> got up and did a little bit more than just a performance at the Oscars <laughs> like did the Super Bowl halftime show so that's 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 stupid but the big one the one that drives us all home is the song that they're talking about the song that is um is is up for you know whatever is an original song so the, the the thing would be for best original song it's an original song titled for the first time which was performed uh, by Halle Berry for a second there I thought it was going to be that what's that um muggle dance the the bird does yeah the 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 <laughs> scuttle scuttlebug whatever scuttlebutt. It is. yeah scuttlebutt um <laughs> It's got a butts up for an Oscar, but she but she didn't perform that. That was Aquafina. But yeah, <laughs> but the joke. So that's that's the song. But here's the thing: Halle Bailey performs it in the movie. It's not Halle Bailey's song. So if if for the first time is in fact submitted for consideration, if it is in fact nominated, and if it does in fact win Halle Bailey doesn't have an Oscar it's not her song whoever wrote a, that song a performance of a song no 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 there's not a there's no not a, a word for that no so this is not only do we not know that she's even actually pregnant if she were she's an adult Disney doesn't give a shit <clears throat> Yeah. They literally don't like give a shit. A teen pregnancy. <laughs> no, it's not like, oh, we just wrapped up season one of Stranger Things and Billy Bob, whatever her name is. Billy Bob, I want to say Millie Bobby Brown. I, for some reason, I was Billy like, I couldn't, get past, yeah, I couldn't get past Billy Bob Thornton. Vastly different performer. Um, Millie, Bob, <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown's pregnant. Well, then maybe there's a little bit of like it's a little bit of a scandal right and, and like what are you gonna do now because she's clearly gonna be pregnant that, in your season you're gonna have to build that into your show you're gonna have to but, but that not being thing. said you heard it here folks billy bob thornton's Stop. pregnant yeah billy bob thornton's <laughs> pregnant but even if even if all of those things are true it's not Halle bailey's song it has nothing to do with her Right? Like, it, it, way, way back in the 60s, if Spoonful of Sugar won an Oscar for Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews is not getting an Oscar for that song. It's not her song. It had nothing to do with her. That's The Sherman Brothers are going home with an Oscar for that. Right? right. Just like in this case, I don't know if... For the first time, I don't know if that's one of the new songs just for this movie, if it was one of the... But uh, there's a very good chance, my guess is, that this is an Alan Menken song. In which case, Alan Menken would be going home with an Oscar. So, anyways, it's... it's I, I don't even think... Ridiculous. Yeah, like, there's not, there isn't even really anything for me to ask you about this. There's nothing to add. 
I just wanted to clear up because this has gotten traction because it's gotten getting shared all over social media. Everyone's like, Oh, Disney, Disney's a bunch of sexist. What? No, no, there's, there is no basis to this rumor whatsoever. This is a basement dwelling weekend warrior, Reddit user, you know, captain underpants, 96 on Reddit, whatever it is. And, and it's just caught too much traction and too many people are running with it like it's a story, but it's <clears throat> but it's not. <sighs> I'll be okay. All right, You'll moving be. on <laughs> to our largely Marvel and almost completely comic book show today. I apologize if that's not your thing. It's just a comic book news heavy week. Yeah, suck it up. This is our Agatha, <laughs> the Agatha show, which was originally called. <clears throat> Agatha House of Harkness. Then it was changed to Agatha uh, the Darkhold Diaries. No, no then it was Darkhold Diaries. Uh, no. Oh, no. It's currently Darkhold Diaries. Now it's currently Darkhold Diaries. Then it was Covenant Chaos. Now it's Darkhold Diaries. You're right. Yeah. See, that's what happens when you change your name 17 times. Um, officially has a release date, and it officially has a synopsis. So the release date for Agatha Darkhold Diaries is going to be the fall of 2024. So we have about a one-year wait, which, you know, seems like it's a ways out, but really in this industry, with all the other things that are going to come out between now and then, this show is going to be on us before, before we realize it. Um, so that's, that's interesting, but it's not the big interesting thing. The big interesting thing is the synopsis. It reads, in the first episode, we see Agatha Harkness, played by Catherine Hahn, finally break out of a spell that she's been trapped in, which we saw at the end of WandaVision, right? Wanda, as Agatha's punishment, traps Agatha in this, leaves her in the Westview brainwashed kind of mind state that everybody else was in. Right. She says like, yeah. oh, you know, you've played your role so well this whole time. You're so good at it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so. So that's you get to stay, um, in, get it. To stay in it. Right. <laughs> um, she so she finally breaks free of that spell. She can't wait to go back to her old murderous ways only to find she is powerless. The only way forward is to embark on a perilous quest to get her powers back with the help of an unlikely friend or two. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so, I mean, a couple things to take from this. One is that obviously the show is not going to be about her being brainwashed, not knowing she's a witch. <laughs> because, like, what the, you don't have a show, right? Like, it's that's yeah. just is what it is. So that's one of those things where, right from the get, you need to kind of reestablish and and deal with that, tie up some loose ends, and and get her back to Agatha. Um, but Agatha without powers could be very interesting, right? Because again, if it and that's your conflict. Because if Agatha doesn't have a conflict, if she's just this big bad whatever who's <clears throat> super powerful, then you just mm-hmm. have six episodes because Disney doesn't know how to do a proper season of television. Um, And then you just have six episodes of destruction and murder and whatever else. And that gets boring. I think the thing that's really interesting, and I want to hear your thoughts are who is an unlikely friend or two. 
Because when I hear unlikely friend or two, it, they could be new characters. They could be original characters, right? There were many original characters in WandaVision, like people who, who weren't in, who aren't in the comics. Um, but I hear that and I can't help but wonder like, ooh, is this the introduction of some new faces that we know from the comics? Is this returning roles from other MCU properties? Um, I I don't know. I don't know. I can't begin to guess who that might be. Um, yeah, I got no idea. <laughs> okay, see? And I was going to ask, I, the right. only reason I was asking you is because you're a little more versed in some of the comic stuff. So I don't, I didn't know if there's like someone who goes hand in hand with Agatha a lot of the time or... Yeah, I I mean, I honestly was pretty, I, I don't think I, if you, I don't know, really think I knew who Agatha Harkness was before. Um, oh, really? Vision, uh, WandaVision, yeah. Oh, okay, so I'm more of, I'm the resident one, or Agatha expert now. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've never heard. Like, <laughs> like in the comics, like, she's an old she, woman. Yeah. She's like an it, old crone. It, like, She's been making some waves in the comics comics in the last couple of years. Like she's got a pretty big I think I don't I don't follow them in any respect, but I don't think I'm off the mark if I'm not if I say that she had a pretty big storyline recently. Well, cuz that's what Marvel does, right? They try to <laughs> like, build hype for the MCU and vice yeah, versa through the comics, yeah. yeah. Like so there's something in the comics that happened recently where like she she created her own son somehow i don't i don't know all the details but his her son is like it's a half son or something i don't know it's probably, probably yeah i don't i don't know sets. anything about heart Suffice to say i don't know enough about agatha harkness to say who are her buddies who does she who does she like chum around with like mm-hmm. I just Googled Agatha Harkness, like Marvel Agatha Harkness uh, allies. Mm-hmm. And like I'm scrolling through this list from this website called Comic Vine that's got a nice, easy list. And like I, 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 there's an Abigail Harkness. I don't know who that is. Alicia Masters. That sounds like I should know what that is. Sculptor friend of the Fantastic Four married Ben Grimm. I don't know why she's connected to Agatha Harkness. Uh, someone called Crimson Curse, who is her daughter on Earth 982. Uh, Dakor the Magician, a cat named Ebony. For some reason, Franklin Richards. <laughs> okay. So obviously, either way, you have like, no idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, there you have it. It's coming in a year, and um, and and now we know what it's about. My take on this story would be that I think Covenant Chaos was a better name. (laughs) Okay, I mean, depends on what the show ends up. You know, well, I mean, like, I mean, the dark witch and potential other witches. Coven. What's interesting now to bring chaos. What's interesting now, though, is that the Darkhold has been destroyed. Right, like our universe's Darkhold is gone. Not only is the book gone, but so are the the hieroglyphs or whatever in the that temple. The temple that are they're gone. written from. So yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right, moving on. Daredevil. 
Daredevil Born Again, a show that, look, I have made my position on this very clear. Carl historically has disagreed with me. Um, I think he'll discover just how wrong he is when the time comes. I've said, look, I think that this is... Charlie Cox and, and Vincent D'Onofrio showing up in Daredevil Born Again, I think is akin to Amanda Waller being in the new DCU. I think it's the same cast. I think they're the same actors reprising roles. I think it's a different Daredevil. Mm. I think that the Daredevil, I mean, you could chalk it up now to the Daredevil, like the Netflix shows were simply a different universe, a different multiverse. Um, yeah. But it, it it's not, I don't think it's a continuation. I don't think they're actually the same characters. I don't think it's the same Kingpin. I don't think it's the same Daredevil. Um, because we've seen this Daredevil now. We saw him in She-Hulk. And he didn't seem like the same Daredevil to me. And we saw this Kingpin in Hawkeye. And... At no point in the Netflix Daredevil show was Kingpin a person of superhuman abilities. He was really, I don't know. (laughs) He was pretty freaking, he's, in the Netflix shows, he threw Daredevil around like he was a piece of paper. Rip a door off a car and take several bullets to the chest, though. Like well, maybe not that <laughs> right. So, anyways, we'll see. Anyways, a couple days ago, the first synopsis came out for Daredevil, and oh no, it, he did take shots. He he had. Um, I don't know if he took them, but somebody else did. No, he did because he's got his. He's got like his suit is actually like bulletproof. Yeah, I don't think this is like in this. He was just wearing like a in in um. In Hawkeye, he was just in like a Hawaiian shirt with a blazer on. Like I don't, I don't know right. that that's anyway. So the synopsis reads: um, Matt, uh, while Matt leaving Daredevil behind after seemingly being at ease with his alter ego in Disney Plus's She-Hulk, Attorney <coughs> at Law, um, do, 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 their pasts, uh, their pasts catch up with them as Kingpin uses his political influence to hunt New York's vigilantes. John Bernthal's Punisher is confirmed for the series, meaning that at least one vigilante other than Daredevil will be affected by whatever Kingpin's true plan is. Um, But it goes on to say that basically Kingpin and Daredevil are going to kind of team up a little bit to try to take down some of New York's crime, but then, yeah, it says, uh, longtime rivals Matt Murdock and William Fisk try to leave their darker alter egos behind to serve the people of New York only to have their pasts catch up with them. So that's interesting and is definitely a, a, a not a character, necessarily a character change, but a direction change for the Kingpin that we've seen. Um, but, so that came out. And then a day later, we got new news. New news, not old news, new news. About new this new Daredevil show. New news? New new news? Which was that 
Despite having filmed a few episodes, Marvel Studios has fired the writers and directors from Daredevil Born Again Season 1. They are now looking to retool the Disney Plus drama. Which basically means they were several episodes into shooting. And whether it was Kevin Feige, whether it was Bob Iger, someone was watching the dailies and said, this isn't good enough. (laughs) You're not happy. We're not happy with this. And quite possibly Bob Iger, right? This is quite possibly part of Bob Iger's um, we need to get back to making good product as opposed to just making lots of product. Um, Right. And so despite having shot a couple of episodes, they are starting over. They're going back to the drawing board with new writers. They're going to rewrite it. They're going to get new directors in, and they are going to start fresh. (sighs) I mean, this is... This is this sucks because obviously it means delays. However, this could be like in a situation where it's quite possible that this would um, inspire some doubt in you and and make you feel like okay, clearly they don't have a handle on things. The other side, the other way of looking at this is. Would you rather them stick with what they've got if they think it's not very good or start fresh, redo it, and deliver something that isn't just another She-Hulk? That isn't just another Moon Knight? Right? Um, So I think I kind of fall in that camp where I'm like, look, I don't want another She-Hulk. I don't want another Moon Knight. So if going back to the drawing board and starting over, if you guys are looking at this, if you have the foresight and the the standards for your product to look at this and go, eh, you know what? This isn't up to this isn't up to quality. This isn't the story that we need to be telling. Then then I think maybe this is a good thing. Right? Vincent D'Onofrio has made a a statement saying, unless you really know what's going on, the fan could be very wrong about the initial statement he's suggesting. Um, he says, going forward, the, our plan is to make the best series that we can. One that we can be proud of. And also stressed to the fans that they should have some trust. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, it sucks, but I think it's probably a good thing. What are your thoughts? Um, Yeah, I mean, the quality of every TV show coming out of Disney right now is, I don't know, they, they, they seem like the Star Wars stuff we've gotten <clears throat> looks promising, feels unfinished and like, Either A, they're building to something bigger, and this is just kind of like a prelude, or they're just kind of spinning their wheels. And the the Marvel stuff, it just feels like they're spinning their wheels. <laughs> the Marvel stuff, more than the, the Star Wars stuff, feels like they're just throwing mud at a wall 
and hoping something sticks and and it hoping that they come up with a masterpiece by the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for an announcement to be made that like okay, this start start over this isn't good enough. I mean that that feels appropriate <laughs> like it's, it feels like there's some there's somebody there that's doing quality control now so hopefully it's better <laughs> right yeah like quality quality control is uh, uh, important for and is good so hopefully that this is this is the quality control we need yeah do so you think it could be a good thing yeah are I you do. still excited for the show, or are you losing? <sighs> you losing gusto? I, I am. I probably feel about Marvel TV shows the same way you feel about Disney TV shows. Right. Like we were, we were supposed to record Loki last week, and part of me didn't watch it because we were still doing Ahsoka. But then, I. I really, I didn't make it a priority to watch until like late last night before I went to bed. <laughs> right. Like, I just, I'm not excited about it. Anything coming out of the Marvel camp right now. Mm-hmm. Not in the least. Right. Like, n- not like I was 10 years ago. <laughs> sure. So. Sure. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's, uh it's sticky and it, it, that's stuff that we're going to get into when we start talking about loki and because obviously going into loki i've said several times now i just need loki to make sense of some of the universe <laughs> like i need loki to point yeah. us in a bit of a direction um and we'll get into whether or not we think it's doing that so far or not but um yeah, yeah it's definitely we've been no we haven't been shy at all about the fact that things are a mess yeah Maybe, hopefully, maybe Loki will potentially give us a reset. <laughs> maybe Loki's the reset button for the maybe. MCU. Maybe. <laughs> One can hope. All right. Yeah. Into our next story. Now, switching over to the DCU, EUU, DC, DC movies. <laughs> DC things. Yeah. Before we switch back to Marvel. Uh, but talking about DC, uh, you and I have talked a lot about um, the James Gunn takeover and who's staying, who as as actors and characters, and and who isn't. And we got a little bit of more information on that a couple of weeks ago. Um, and one of the things that we talked about is the fact that it seems like the big group, the actual Justice League themselves, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, and Jason Momoa. None of them are reprising their roles in the new DCU moving forward. There was a little that bit of doubt. Of. <laughs> there's a little bit of doubt around the whole Gal Gadot thing. I still say, no, there's no way in hell, but that we know of. Well, we also spent some time talking about one particular character that we thought Jason Momoa, if he was returning to the DCU as a different character would be kind of kind of born to play, it would seem. 
Sources from DC have now said to Variety, Joseph, uh, Jason Momoa may return, just not as Aquaman. Sources say the actor has engaged in talks to play Lobo, either in the 2025 reboot Superman Legacy, written and directed by Gunn, or in a standalone film of its own. Uh, this shouldn't be... Uh, this is not big shocking news. Uh, you, uh, you and I have said for a little while now, like this, like look at him. <laughs> I don't know. Look at him. Put a picture <clears> of him up. And, yeah, put a picture of him up. Put a picture of uh, of of Lobo up beside him. Get, I think get, Jason Momoa is a good actor. Get get a little bit of fl- flour on that uh, powdered thing that you put on your face. And, like powder him up. Get him a little bit more white. Get him that pasty white complexion more and yeah it's called makeup yeah and uh and and you'd have to trim his beard up a bit i think uh you could pull it off with a bigger scruffier beard yeah you think so yeah yeah like lobo is a rebel like he's he's a he's a biker dude rebel right like but yeah so it could go either way i'm not surprised i'm not surprised about this at all um i think this is just confirmation it's not confirmation that he's going to be lobo but if, in fact, there have been talks, then this is just sort of confirmation in the direction of things that you and I had already sort of speculated. Many other people have speculated. It's one of those fan castings, dream castings that a lot of people have. Um, so this is exciting to me. Carl, what are your thoughts? Does hearing that Jason Momoa has been in talks to potentially play Lobo, does that increase your potential excitement level and do you buy this report that this is something that's happening or you think that's just just all kind of conjecture and not actually true well i mean yes please (laughs) (laughs) i I really like the idea of him being lobo yeah he's a he's a i like him as an actor he seems to be like, or, or like have a lot of fun as an individual from what little I know of him outside of a movie screen. Um, <laughs> he like, yeah, he looks the part and he's, he's kind of a little bit typecast into that kind of a lot of those kind of roles that, that kind of fit the archetype of, Lobo a little bit sometimes too. Well, I mean, look at him. like his like his Aquaman was kind of gruff, Lobo-ish in some of his like rough around the edges. Yeah, right. I think that's just Jason Momoa. So yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like just... the, the 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 what he brings to a character is kind of very Lobo esque. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, like, for sure. Yeah. Okay, moving on to our second last topic. Ironheart, which is a series that I'm excited for. I know you're not. I thought the whole Riri Williams character was great in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I'm excited for this. I know you're just like, uh, it's another low-budget legacy character. Or um, not legacy. Um, Yeah, that's the right term. Legacy character? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and and you just kind of like just you're just over it. It's just another Iron Man. I'm like, yeah, but like I don't know. It's just got spunk, and I think I think it'll be fun. Um, but two things: one, it has been delayed. It's been pushed back to 2025, so we're not gonna get um, we're not gonna get Ironheart now. It's looking like until September of 2025, so that makes me sad. Carl doesn't That's give not a shit. Surprising. Yeah, it's not surprising either, given the 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 strike just ending now. Giving this, given like, the strikes, I, I, and yeah, this this just fe- that that just sounds like it's another another um, thing that the strike is affected. Yeah, given the strike and given given Bob Iger's kind of incentive to slow down. Let's slow Push down. Quality. Yeah. Let's cook these meals a little bit more before we serve them, type of thing. Yeah. Um, but another interesting thing that's come out about Ironheart is that in a mystery role and an undisclosed role, it has now been confirmed that Sasha Baron Cohen will be in Ironheart. Now, you could speculate all day long. As to who Sasha Baron Cohen may play. There are two theories, two guesses, two speculations that are going around the internet right now. One is, well, you know what? I'm not even going to mention that one because it's stupid. Basically... He has been, the official name that they've given his character right now is Mystery Man, right? The report says that he's been cast to play Mystery Man. The theory is that this is a placeholder for the character's true identity. And all signs seem to be pointing to who the true identity of that character being Mephisto. Now. What? What? That just seems weird for an Ironheart. Is this a this is a movie, right? Uh, no, it's a show. Show. Yeah, that seems weird. I don't know. I mean, I'm all for you know expand your universe and and make connect. I mean, the comics have done that time in and time out, right? You have people interacting with people who are not their yeah. normal antagonist. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah. Just it, it does feel like for somebody who's a pure tech-based hero to um, go up against, uh, especially for like their first outing, right? To kind of go up against somebody who is essentially the devil. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. And I I would imagine that that Riri Williams is going to have some help in this show. I think this will be a show where you have someone else from the MCU show up as well to kind of boost, boost watching numbers and stuff like that. Um, Right. So I don't know, but it does seem like it's only a matter of time before Mephisto makes an appearance in the MCU. How could you not? Yeah. Yeah. And if Mephisto is going to show up, I don't know that I can think of someone better than Sasha Baron Cohen, who is an incredible actor and is able to play roles where 
you would be remiss not to realize that it was Sasha Baron Cohen. Like he just inhabit embodies characters. Yeah, he's one of those actors that can can like really uh, they they're they're so good at it they can literally become someone else pretty much yeah so what are your thoughts carl what are your thoughts on a the idea i mean you've already said that you think it's a little strange that mephisto would show up in ironheart but if he does and if sasha baron cohen is playing him is this a good fit or do you think sasha baron cohen would be better playing someone else I think he'd be a good fit for Mephisto for sure. Yeah. I, I, man, I can't get over him if he is Mephisto if in in an Ironheart film, though. Unless unless the storyline, for some reason, revolves around trying to bring Tony Stark back from the dead. It could. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it could. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, or um, this this will still this like this show is still going to be taking place during the multiverse saga. So even though when you would think right. of Ironheart, you don't think you wouldn't think of like universe traversal. Nothing's off the table. Maybe he's going to be Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> oh. Oh, I just oh. just looking at the picture in this article, I could see him being Mr. Fantastic. I mean, he's I think he's he seems like he'd be a bit older than what I think they would want to cast for their but I don't know. Cuz that came did out you this see week. It? Like looking at this yeah, picture I do. Oh, in this hands article. down. Yeah. Hands down. And it did come out this past week as well and I didn't really touch on it because there wasn't much and like it doesn't give you much. It has been confirmed by the by the director that the casting for Fantastic Four is done. The casting is done. Mm. They have their cast. They're not ready to announce who those no. people are, but They've the casting been, is done. They do have their made. Fantastic Four. Been, yeah, cool. So, I mean, maybe, right? That would make more sense to me. That Mr. Fantastic would show up in like Ironheart? If, if, if Tony Stark is dead. I mean, Reed Richards in the comics is considered to be the smartest man alive. Um, but in the MCU, we haven't seen Reed Richards yet. So Tony Stark is the smartest man alive, which Tony Stark is dead now. Mm -hmm. So you need a new smartest man alive. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I could see that. Because that's the thing, right? When you're when you're when you're talking about who you're going to cast as Reed Richards, the question becomes. Does this actor, is this actor capable of convincing me that they are the smartest guy in the room? That they yeah. carry this sort of weight to them of yeah. just literally smarter than everybody around them. And Sasha Baron Cohen could do that for me, hands down. Yeah, yeah. and th this would be like, f for those that are less familiar with the comic book portrayal of Steve Richards. Uh, he, his smartest man in the room looks very different from Tony Stark's. Oh yeah. Like Tony Stark, like, um, uh, Ro I was going to say Robin Williams. Um, Robert Downey it. Jr. I'm so but Robert Downey. Thank you. I knew it started with an R Robert Downey portrayed Tony Stark very well in like 
his his smartest man in the room is comes out as arrogance. Yeah. Where Mr. Fantastic, he's he's more kind of quiet in the corner smartest man in the room. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a he's not a narcissist the way that yeah. Tony Stark was. But yeah, interesting. I yeah. Ooh, I had never even considered this. Now I don't know. Now I don't know. Now I almost don't want him to play Mephisto because uh, like I said, I think he's I think he's old for it. Right? Like how old is Sasha Baron Cohen? Hang on. If you do an older Mr. Fantastic though, you could quickly pivot into the Fantastic family. He's 52 with with the uh, Sue and uh, with their kids. Yeah, I don't know that uh, yeah. I don't know that that's the route they're going to go, but but it could be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. All right, moving on to our final final topic. Something Carl's unprepared for. I love that. Yeah, it's not on the show notes. It's not it's on the show notes. Well, cuz it was a very last minute decision. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. In the future, you should in in the email for the show notes, you should just write it in white. <laughs> just write, it's there. That if way you, it's there. If you but highlight hidden. it. If you highlight it, it'll be there. You, yeah. 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 Uh okay, listen. There are a plethora of rumored <laughs> roles and cameos. For Deadpool 3. And the director has come out and said, yeah, you know what? Some of those, some of the rumors going around are true and some of them aren't. But I think he joked and didn't he say like, if, if every rumor I'd seen had been true, then I would have the greatest, the greatest cast in film time. Yeah. ever <laughs> comprised. So what I want to do right now is I'm going to run down rapid fire. Ra- we're just going to barrel through these. Rapid fire, I'm going to go down a list of many, many people who have been rumored or are being speculated to appear in um in Deadpool 3. And what I want from you is as we go down. You're going to say a number between one and a hundred on the odds that you think they'll appear, right? So just a percentage, oh, so percentage, odd. just yeah, a percentage, okay. right? And just real, like, <clears throat> sure. don't even like, don't weigh all them, eh, you know, blah blah yeah. blah. Just, right. just go right. for it. All right. Are you going to give me like the actor's name? I'll and give you the both. Character they play. Give you both. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, um, and keep in mind, this is multiverse. This is all kinds of whatever. So, like, really, nothing's off the off the table here. But um, I will start by saying these are the people who we have confirmed. We know that Ryan Reynolds obviously is going to play Wade Wilson slash Deadpool. <laughs> we know that Marina Bakarin is coming back as Vanessa Carlyle. Fifty <laughs> percent. No, no, we know that. <laughs> Hugh Jackman will be playing Logan. Two percent. Uh, we know that Leslie Uggams is coming black back as Blind Al, Deadpool's uh, blind old lady friend. Uh, Karen Sony is coming back as Dopinder because you can't have a Deadpool movie without Dopinder. No, no, not at this point. <laughs> uh, Stefan Kapikik. Ka- Ka- 
Stefan Kapikic uh, will be reprising his role as Colossus. We know that. We know that Shioli Katsuni, Katsuna will be returning as Yukio, which was Negasonic Teenage Warhead's girlfriend. We know that Brianna Hildebrandt will be back as Negasonic Teenage Warhead. And we know that Rob Delaney will be back in his role as Peter, the member of X-Force who <laughs> didn't have any powers and was super useless. That's it. That's what we know for sure. Beautiful. Never change. That's what we know for sure. Okay? So here oh, we go man. real quick. You'll say a number. I'll say a number. And we'll move on. Number one, okay. Wesley Snipes reprising his role as the original Blade. Uh, 2%. Yeah, I like maybe 10%. I, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Uh, Brian Cox reprising his version of William Stryker from X2. Oh, uh, 50%. I'm going to give this one a third no, i'm gonna give it a 10 percent as well i think yeah uh, now nah. uh chris evans reprising his role as johnny storm slash the human torch uh zero percent <laughs> yeah i'm with you on that i get that it's like fox and they made do and the trend right now is to bring back actors that played roles and forever ago but yeah i don't know yeah that's not even x-men <laughs> it's like Halle Berry as Storm. Uh, 75. I'm giving this a 90. I think that I'm, and I'm betting it all on that Instagram post where she had the hair. But I'm, I, yeah, I think it's a 90% chance. Owen Wilson as Mobius. Oh, um, 40%. I'm going to give this a 65% chance because of that one shot with the the fox logo buried in the in the sand that i right, think it looks like they're in the i think it's the void at the end of time the void yeah yeah okay so that's my one yeah uh femke jansen reprising her role as jean gray uh is that the young one that's a young one uh no it's the original oh uh, hugh jackman's love interest all right. Okay. Uh, 65. I'm going to say 70. I think that, that, yeah, I think you tug on the heartstrings of Wolverine a little bit in this. Uh, Channing Tatum as Gambit. Uh, 70. I really I'm going to, I'm going to say 70 <laughs> as well. I think it's going to, I think finally, I think they're going to John Krasinski, Reed Richards, this, right? That fan casting that just never. Yeah. Never is never gonna happen. Give that fan casting everybody wants. <clears throat> ben Affleck as Daredevil. Oh, uh ten percent. I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna say thirty. I think yeah. there's I think there's a chance. Especially mm-hmm. because we know oh, the other thing that's confirmed that we know that I wasn't on this list is uh we know that Jennifer Garner is coming back as Electra. Oh, we really? know that, yeah. Well, okay, well, that bumps mine up. I'll go to 32 then. All right. Yeah. Uh, Daphne Keene as X-23, Wolverine's daughter. Oh, man. Ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> right? Ooh, 65. I'm going to say 60. I did, Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit lower, but I think... 
I think that again, just like the the Jean Grey thing there, there's that's how you humanize Wolverine in this. Of um, Liv Schreiber as Victor Creed slash Sabretooth, Logan's brother. Which one is that? that that's the from, the from uh, X Men Origins. <clears throat> the interesting saber tooth. Seventy. Seventy. Ooh, that's high. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't mind the X Men one Wolver uh, uh, saber tooth. Yeah, to me, he was, he was too much like Bane from Batman and he Robin. Was, he was. He was. A, yeah, he was too savage. Wasn't enough intelligence, but yeah. it was interesting. You know, seeing this kind of more savage side. Not. Not as good. Not yeah. definitely not as good. But I'm gonna say sixty. <clears throat> On that, Josh Brolin reprising his role as Thanos. Oh, zero. Yeah, zero. Not gonna happen. But the, if if they do anything with that, it'll be like a uh, a cameo in the way Wolverine kind of got a cameo in the first one. Right. Yeah. Okay. Where you just seen the claws and yeah. you see the. Deadpool from Origins gets shot and Wade walks out and he's like, hey, sorry. Yeah. So you never actually yeah. see him. You just see the hand of, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. Uh, zero. <laughs> I would say zero too. I mean, I know it's going to happen at the point when we're like Kang's the the big baddie and everything's whatever. But with all the, the Jonathan Majors <laughs> stuff going on right now, I don't know. Taylor Swift as Dazzler. Uh, I'm going to go 50. I'm going to go 70. I think I'm really, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid about that football game. I I'm think. down with it. Yeah, no, I'm, I am down with the, the, the Kool-Aid, but at the same time, just as easily as she could be Dazzler, I think she, he could, she just as easily be like a Celine Dion thing, like from the first one, mm -hmm. like we talked about last week. Uh, <clears throat> Jessica Alba as... Six. Sue Storm slash the Invisible Woman. Uh, zero. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to put Fantastic Four in this. Okay, I agree. Uh, Toby Maguire as Peter Parker slash Spider Man. Toby Maguire, bring back. Oh man. Uh, ten. No, fifteen. We'll do fifteen. Fifteen. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say zero. I don't think they're gonna. I think it would just. It's just going to overpopulate this film. Same thing with, so again, Andrew Garfield, I'm going to say zero. I'll do 15. 15, okay. Um, yeah. Tatiana, I, what? I would, hang on, I'd like for the spy, any of the Spider-Man, I'd probably go 15. Just because in the comics, Deadpool and Spider-Man have this weird friendship. Mm -hmm. And their, their, their suits kind of are very similar. And yep. there's some gags that daredevil copied him and that goes on yeah okay all right <clears throat> and i think that would make even it, i don't think it'd be a long cameo but i think it would they throw it in there just for the gag tatiana maslany as jennifer walters slash she hulk um zero zero yeah not gonna happen uh taron two fourth wall breakers in one film <laughs> taron egerton playing a wolverine variant from a different universe Ter who's oh Taron Egerton, the um, Kingsman. Oh, Kingsman the young guy. guy. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, we'll do fifteen. Uh, I'm gonna say zero. Um, Blake Lively in some role. So Ryan Reynolds' wife in some sort of role. 
25. Okay. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff. <clears throat> zero. Yeah, I'm going to say zero. Uh, Colin Farrell as Bullseye. Oh, interesting. 25. I'm going to say zero. I think even if Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner are in this, I I don't think you bring Bullseye in. James Marston as Scott Summers. 100. <laughs> Just to <laughs> piss me off? Is that what you're... Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm going to I'm going to say 30%. I think it's more <laughs> likely that well, I don't know. It's it's yeah, I don't know. I I just don't want him in there. <laughs> I just I just I just don't want him. I just really don't. Um Robert Downey Jr. will reprise his role as Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Uh zero. Yeah, I agree. Eric Banner. That's not you bring him back. <laughs> Eric Banner as his role as Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. Interesting. That's interesting. Five percent. I think it could be really fun to have that. I'm gonna say. Ten percent. I don't think it's likely, but I think it would be really, really, really fun. Yeah. Uh, Dolph Lundgren as Frank Castle slash The Punisher. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Oh. Ten percent. <laughs> yeah. Netflix is Netflix's Punisher. You don't think he's going to show up? Uh, Dolph Lundgren wasn't Netflix's Punisher. Oh no, he wasn't. Who, what Punisher was he? Uh, he wasn't, he, uh, I think he was Punisher like way, way, way back. forever ago, like before yeah. even, um, Dolph, Dolph Lundgren is the Russian boxer yeah, from, 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 yeah, what, uh, um, he, I think he did do some kind of superhero thing ages ago. Dolph Lundgren. He was very small. Punisher. He was the Punisher in 1989. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Jeez Louises. Okay. So, no. Um, zero. Uh, I'm going know, zero. Yeah, that's a zero. <laughs> um, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty cool, though. I gotta go. I change mine to five just because it's cool. <laughs> Nick Cage as Ghost Rider. Oh man, ten percent, fifteen percent. I'm going to go 20 just because it's Nick Cage, and that seems like the type of thing you do, yeah. right? He he seems like the kind of guy that would, that would do it all for a coffee. <laughs> yes. Uh, Anna Paquin as Rogue. Um, uh, 0%. Yeah, I'm going to say zero. Alan Cumming as Nightcrawler. Uh, oh, man. Mm, how about uh, 10 yeah, I'm going to go five, maybe. Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Um, Ten. I'm going to take 70% on this. Really? Yeah, again, with the whole void at the end of time. Yeah, yeah. Mobius. I feel like, I feel like you'd get one, but not both. Yeah, and I think you're more likely to get Loki. Just because it's, I wouldn't. I I would if if I were the director and or the writer, 
I'd go with Morbius just because you don't want to like Tom Hiddleston is going to steal the, th- the scene, steal the thunder. And you, you want, you want the attention to stay on Deadpool and Wolverine. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> Sam Jackson is Nick Fury. Zero. Yeah. 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 I agree. Because, because he's in space one <clears throat> and two, this doesn't feel like any kind of movie where he's going to show up. There's like what what threat does he need to show up for here? Sure. I, I I think you'd have more chance of having David Hasselhoff show up as Nick Fury than you would have Sam Jackson. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then the last two, Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Uh, eighty. I'm gonna go ninety five. Ninety five percent. And Ian McKellen. Sir Ian McKellen, Sir Patrick Stewart, as Magneto. Mm, 60. I'm going to take 75. I think he's less likely than Professor X, but I think it's still, I think it's still high. All right. Well, there you have it. There's all the people, the official, official word from Carl's mouth on who's coming and who isn't. Yeah. Take that to the bank. I will. Go, go place your bets in, at the lottery pool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all listed below. We have a Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and get some fun perks in return. And we have merch. I'm wearing a shirt. <laughs> you could, too. Yours could say the movie, man. Yeah. Carl's. Mine says the movie man. Does it? You're not wearing a movie man shirt. <laughs> I certainly am, sir. How dare you call me right a liar. now? You insult my honor. Are you right now. I you challenge are? you to a duel. Uh, I certainly am. I accept. I accept your duel. Now you're going to have to flee your home and go to your childhood farm and grow tobacco. Why would I have to run away? Because I'm I ch- far because better. Because I accepted your duel. Equipped combatant than you. 